1: Theme was survivor, so I don't know if it gets much better than that, right? So we played on it, but no, we had an amazing weekend. There was some incredible youth, um, it was so much fun. Um, what the Holy Spirit was doing was amazing, with a little mix you know, of a little bit of like getting muddy, right? Playing some games, getting a little dirty, but at the same time, then entering what we call our praise pit. Um, Come on, DJ, Lukey B, where you at? Um, Our Praise Pit song. So we have this song on the stage that says Praise Pit. Um, um, Luke Brower, I'm giving a shout out this morning. He didn't ask for it, but I'm giving it to him. Um, But Luke Brower um, really just hyped up the kids and really just set the precedence for worship. Um, Luke goes 110%. Um, and put a lot of work into it but we had a praise pit and when we entered the praise pit we're like hey these are the rules it's just like all right we want you guys to participate it's mandatory for you to encounter God right just have a moment moment with your Savior Lord and Savior during worship and so we're like hey the praise pit requires your participation it requires you saying yes to God it requires you being all in and so we had this area where when we walked in there it was like electrifying every time in that atmosphere and so to see all the youth get excited for worship to get ready and hungry and then to receive the words um that god was speaking over them was incredible Um, and i i was asking god i was like hey god where do we want to go this morning with everything because i was like you know there's so many things i could talk about and i wanted to do a little recap kind of of summer camp Um, And go over for you guys some messages that I feel like just not only pertain to the youth, but to to everyone in this room. There's one in particular that the Lord really placed on my heart. But before I do that, um, I want to just pray. God, I thank you um, for this morning. I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. I thank you that we're never alone, God. I thank you that you're chasing after us with such a love, with such um, a desire, Father, that we would connect with you that we would come back home to the, faith, the place of belonging, the place, Father, where you called us and you, the person that you created us to be. Father, I pray that you breathe upon my words this morning, that it wouldn't be my words, God, but it'd be yours. Whatever you wanna say today, whatever you wanna do, God, um, we just say that we come expecting, we come open and humbled, God. So thank you. For this opportunity to speak in the name of Jesus and everyone said amen. amen so yeah if you the reason you're wondering is like why do you guys got trees and stuff on the stage survivor theme if you've never seen the tv show survivor we kind of had our little spin-off of it um, made, made it our own had some fun with it um, but before we jump into the message is I think there's a couple people maybe that can you guys come up if you're willing to share Um, about summer camp yeah I got a couple people um that are willing to share their summer camp testimony can we give it up for these guys yeah thanks boys all right just quickly yeah I just want to hear what they have to say about their summer camp experience uh hold up keep talking
2: hello oh there we go All right, so I'm Darius and this is Graham. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about what happened this weekend. So I'm just going to give you some backstory about um, particularly what happened to me. So for like the longest time in my life, um, like me and my brother didn't get along like too well. And so for the past couple months, we've been, you know, starting to make some progress and we, um, we start to get along a little bit more. And then this weekend, uh, he decided to get baptized. And when he get yeah, yeah. And so when he got baptized, I just like I just ran into the pool and gave him like the biggest hug. And I just felt like so connected to him and it was like like this is the closest I've ever been with him and I just wanna keep growing our relationship together. And I just think it only goes better from here. And um, so another thing is I saw a lot of my friends who were like kind of lukewarm Christian. I'm not going to say any names, lukewarm Christians, or, you know, not really, didn't accept Jesus in their heart. And I saw them accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and it like just really touched me, and I felt so much more connected and just united with them. And so, uh, yeah, Graham's going to talk about his testimony now.
3: Well, uh, my, my brother and my little sister, actually, had the same thing. They both got baptized, so that was obviously that was obviously great Thank you. I, felt, uh, I felt I really connected with them, but also one of the things that I've I've always seen with our youth group is that it's kind of it kind of gets clicky at times. So um, yeah, just just summer camp. I felt like that really broke those walls way down, and I felt like especially the second night and like that just carried over the third night. We all we all kind of banded together, and I felt a lot of encouragement in the room. And I felt like instead of worrying about all the other things that don't really matter too much, I feel like everyone just worried about each other and, and connecting to God and both, all just lifting each other up. So uh, I think that was good. And I felt like I got a lot closer with a lot of people. And uh, those, those two people, it was actually two specific people that I used to be close with that he was talking about. They... They really opened their eyes up to like to like what was going on and it felt really good too. So it was able to we were all able to encourage them and yeah, I'm praying for them
1: all. Amen. Thanks, boys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, guys. All right. So I think at this time we're gonna play a video. <laughs>
4: sleeping too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming nobody 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 sees you nobody nobody will believe you every day you try to pick up
1: It's, it's uh, safe to say we had some fun, um, and thank you, Jared. Jared uh, Berg made that video for us, um, did a phenomenal job with that, um, as always. So thanks, Jared, um, and to everyone that recorded videos and pictures. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of exciting moments. So as you probably saw at the end there, so our game theme was Survivor, but our main message theme was United. That's what God put on my heart, was United. So that's what I want to talk with you guys a little bit about today. And I specifically want to talk about on um, Breakdown, the circle of faith. And so I just kind of want to go off of almost kind of what, you know, Darius is saying you know, about other people. And I think I remember when I was in high school that... There was a point in my walk, you know, where I was excited about the things of God. I was excited, you know, about seeing about miracles and hearing stories of people, you know, just getting miraculously healed or getting prophetic words and all this stuff. And it was like all super exciting for me. Um, But I remember at the same time the friends that I hung around, they were friends that were comfortable with who they were. They're comfortable in their faith walk. And so they weren't looking to push the boundaries. They weren't looking to go any deeper. And so my friends being comfortable, I thought, you know what? Um, Well, I'll just keep hanging out with my friends. You know, hopefully, eventually, I'll affect them. I'll influence them to get on the other side. Um, And my friends love Jesus, so that wasn't the thing. But my friends were at a place in the walk in life where they were kind of stagnant. They were kind of comfortable with where they were. And I was pushing for more, but I found myself pulling towards my friends rather than going the other way. I found myself, the people that I was always hanging around, that, you know, I wasn't desiring that stuff all the time. There was a hunger, but it slowly started to fade. That fire slowly started to die a little bit, and I was content with where I was. I was okay with where I was at, and I want to talk about that a little bit today because I feel like I, I quickly fell into apathy by the people that I hung around, the people that were around me that I always interacted with. And so I want to break down a circle of faith today because there's something I think this is just huge. If you show me your top five friends, it shows a lot about your belief in God. If you show me the people that you talk to all the time on a regular basis, day in and day out, if you show me those five friends that you're a go-to friend, they're going to really quickly expose your faith. They're going to show in that moment, right, when it went through your conversations, where your faith is at, what depth you have to you. When your friends give you advice on a difficult situation, are your friends the ones that are telling you, hey, you know what, pray about this. Right? Or I've been praying about this and this is what I feel God has been showing me about your situation. Or are your friends the ones that are just saying, you know what, um, they're giving you advice, but it's not God's advice. They're giving you something that sounds good, but it's not truth. Or it doesn't apply to your situation. And so your friends might be talking a lot and all this stuff, but quickly you'll expose you know, where you're at by the people that you listen to and the first thing that you run to. Who's the first person that you go to when, you, when trouble strikes? Who's the, what's the first thing that you lean on when you're in a difficult situation that will quickly expose where your faith is at? I wanna say this, because this is huge, I think, for all of us. Protect your ears to protect your purpose. Okay, okay. Let me say that again, protect your ears to protect your purpose. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. So how do you grow in your faith? By hearing. Whatever you are believing is strengthened by what you're hearing. Right? Whatever you're believing is strengthened by the stuff that's coming in your ears all the time. So a majority of what we should be hearing is the word of God. If we're saying that as Christ's followers, that we desire to grow closer to God and to be more like him, we should be hearing more of the word of God. We should be surrounding ourselves with people that are speaking into our identity. Not to a false identity, but to what God says, who he says we are. We should be surrounding ourselves with those people. So what are you listening to? That's my question for you. Who are you listening to Is it building your faith, what you're listening to, into something that will last? Or is it something that's temporary? Is it something that just lasts a moment? And I said this with all of my youth, but there's things that are crying out. You know, we hear all the time in our world, there's so much gossip, there's so much slander, there's so much um, bad talk about disease, about dysfunction, about what's happening in the world of politics, and all this stuff. You can get this rammed down your throat and we can quickly become negative about the things that we're hearing. We can quickly change the filter on the way that we see life by what's coming in our ears, what's going into our heart. And we can quickly find ourselves getting divided and separated and bitter and angry. And there's things, you know, that will get thrown out there of, you know what, if you just struggle with sexual temptation, your quick answer is just pornography. It's the easiest thing. It's a band-aid, right? It's, you know, do this, but it doesn't last. It's not the way that God designed us. It's not his best for us. And so we're slapping a bandaid on something. It's you know, and it's just going to rip off, and the wound is still there. And who do we go to? Who do we seek out? Whoever's voice is the loudest in your ear has your faith. Whose voice is loudest in your ear? Is it God's voice? Is it your neighbor's voice? Is it your sp- your spouse? Is it your best friend? Whose voice is loudest in your ear? Because that person that has your ear has your faith. Because who is that person that you're always leaning on for advice? Are you going to God and saying, God, I need your help right now? In the good times and the bad times, or are you going to other people and looking for their advice? And you know, if I go to someone and I'm like, you know what, hey, Derek, this is what I'm looking for right now, and Derek gives me advice, am I just taking what he says and says, okay, that's it? Or am I saying, okay, I, Derek, I hear what you're saying and I really appreciate it, but I'm going to God too. I want peace in my spirit that what you're saying is true for me, is right for me. Because Derek could give me something that is truth, but it doesn't apply to my situation. It's not for me in this season, even. We were designed for community. That's the whole premise of United. We're all made for a community. We're all designed to be with each other. When Jesus sent his disciples out to spread the good news and to heal the sick, he sent them out two by two. Right? In Luke 10, verse 1, it says, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead of in pairs right? to all the towns and places he planned to visit. God never designed for us to do life alone. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Someone who falls by themselves is in a heap of trouble, right? It's not a good situation. In church, I see two groups of people. Those that are connected to the body life and those that are disconnected. What I mean by that is this, is there are those that are plugged into what God is doing. There are those that, you know, even in this house, that are just looking for ways to grow as a family, as a body of God. When we have nights like worship night, Holy Spirit night, and prayer night, and all of our other nights that we do here. When we have nights, you're the first one to show up because you want more of God and you're hungry. There's those that are serving. There are those that are, you know, going and, hey, I want to jump into D2LO because I want to know more about who I am and how I can serve the body. Not just how I can receive, but how I can contribute. How I can be a part of God's master plan. There's those that will jump in at every opportunity and there are those that are content with a Sunday faith. There are those that are content with just knowing about God but not knowing who he is. There's knowing God, at a personal real level, and there's a level that, you know what, I'm comfortable with this. God, I'll give you this area and this area, but I won't let you touch this. I won't let you come into this area. And so you live Sunday through Sunday, but Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and all the rest of the days through the week, you're feeling burnt out and tired because you're taking on the cares of the world. You're caught in gossip. You're caught in watching things you shouldn't be, and you wonder why you're always constantly struggling. And then Sunday morning, you're like, God, here I am. God, I'm here. I've been here the whole time. I've been waiting for you, God. I've just saved these few hours for you. And I think the thing is, it's a wake-up call for all of us because we've all been there. We have all been there. We all have moments. But God is calling us to so much more at WCF and the global church. He wants us all to get connected, to do life together. And that's what I want to break down a little bit more. So I want to talk about the circle of faith, right? Because this is the big thing today, is there is a circle of faith when it comes to all of our relationships. Just because someone is a fellow believer does not mean that you need to share all of your life with them. It is so crazy to me how I, if I look online, I can tell a lot of people that will just post everything about their life on their Facebook on their Instagram, all this stuff, it's just like, oh, good to know that you're brushing your teeth this morning. Good to know that your hygiene is good. Yeah, right? Like, we see so many things, oh, yeah, they're at this today, they're at this event, oh, they're on vacation again, oh, wow, they're going back, um, right? Like, we see this stuff all the time, people post their lives, and some are more details than others of, you know what, wow, how can that person do that? You're just looking to get something started on Facebook when you put a comment like that. Like, who did what? What do they say to you? What do they do? I'll find them. No context, right? We're always posting things on Facebook and all these other resources that are so out of context. It's so important, the information that you share. Once it's out there, it's out there. So I want to start with this. The circle of faith first begins with family, Family's number one. Family is what you are born into. And you know, the saddest thing, and I said this yesterday, it breaks my heart, is that for some of you, you've been at a disadvantage. The unfair thing about family is that you don't get to choose what family you're in. You don't get to choose what family you start out in. And some of you guys, even in this room, have started at a disadvantage because you have not had parents or people in your life that have pushed you in your faith walk that have drawn you closer to God. There's some in this room that you had to fight for where you are right now. You had to make a decision. Some of you guys had to step away from your family because when you said, you know, I wanna serve the Lord, they're like, I don't want anything to do with you. And there's a small percentage of people probably in this room that, you know what, they were raised in really godly homes that pushed them in their faith, that elevated their faith. If you're a part of that family then you're kind of rare, especially in today's society. That's not normal. As I look through at the amount of youth um, that came throughout the weekend, I was broken because God was showing me how many people came from broken families. And the number is just scary. It breaks my heart that so many people come from homes that, you know, after camp is done, is, it's not good. It's not okay. It's a very difficult Place for them to be so i want to start with that but maybe right maybe you're born into a family of elevated faith right maybe you weren't maybe you're still waiting right for your parents to get it or your friends or another family member or someone in your life to get it before you start to get that elevated faith you're like you know what if this person you know just gets it then i'll just begin to grow too Right? Or if this person, you know, reaches out to me, then I'll start to reach out and I'll start to grow my faith, right? You might not have elevated faith in your family, but you can create it through the power of the Holy Spirit. You might not have it. Your family may have not started as you wanted it to, as you're like, God, I didn't want this, I didn't ask for this. But good news is the Holy Spirit can change everything. And He's no respecter of persons. It can He can work through the smallest to the oldest. That God could use a youth to break chains on families. That God could light someone on fire so that they would burn so much for him that they could go and be a witness to their family and their friends. Wherever, Whatever stage of life you're at, I'm here to encourage you this morning that you have that light on the inside of you when you accept Jesus into your life. When you live your life as a believer of God, there's always an opportunity. The story is never over. The story, and I just love those lyrics in that song more than able. Can you imagine with all of the faith in the room what the Lord can do? Can you imagine what happens when we get together what God can do? Because you haven't even seen a glimpse of it. We haven't even experienced anything of what God can do in this room. God's revealed and showed me things of what he wants to do, but we're not at this place here because there is still a lack of desire. There's still an apathy that seeps in There's still a contentment and God's like, no, there's so much more, but you gotta dig deeper. You gotta really seek after me. Listen to my voice. So I wanna say this is for the family, start to declare the promises of God over your household. You know, one thing that was huge for me is just growing up is that my mom stood on the word of God. My mom is a reason that I'm up here today. It's huge. I wouldn't be here standing where I am because she helped correct me and guide me at different times in my life and she was interceding always. And my grandma too. She was always interceding and praying and believing, you know, no matter what, that you know what, I know Mitch is gonna serve the Lord. And so they would declare the promises of God, you're faithful. I thank you that you're calling him home or I thank you that he will serve the Lord. I thank you that his plan, your plans for him are good. Thank you that you love him. And my mom sewed that into me. She And she declared these promises of God. Joshua 24, 15 says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. My mom always said that. As for me and my house, no matter what I did, no matter if I lied, no matter if I did something I shouldn't have, it was always me and my household will serve the Lord. God, I thank you, I trust you with my boy. Oh, hello. (laughs) He's like, God, I thank you that I trust you with my boy that I'm not alone that he's not alone, that he's not abandoned, that you see him. And this has been my mom's declaration, so I think there's a lot of people in this room that we need to start changing our declarations. We need to start, stop complaining about, God, why did you place me in this family? And start saying, God, I thank you for this family and that they will serve the Lord. I don't see it right now with my physical eyes, but God, I'm not called to look through the natural, I'm called to bring heaven down to earth and look through the supernatural. So whatever it is, God, I thank you, I'm believing for a miracle. That God, what I can't see with my eyes right now, I thank you that you are sending me people to elevate my faith. And I thank you, God, that you're helping me to see what you're doing and helping me to be a part of your master plan. That I'm not content with what's happening, God. For everyone that's just praying, hey God, you know what? Send someone to my family so they can come to know you. (laughs) Right? It's just take that mirror, hold it up for a second and realize you have that light inside of you. You are a part of that, and we have to lean into that and not run away. Number two I wanna talk about is friends. We all have friends in our life through different stages of life, and there's, um, I wanna categorize two types of friends. There's survival friends, and then there's essential friends. When we look at survival friends, they're the friends that just help us get through seasons they're the ones that maybe through school or through jobs and all this stuff, they help you tolerate what you do. They help you get through when you're bored. Maybe you share common interests and so you bond, but these survival friends are not there for, the, for you when you need them. It's strictly, you know what, it's just a work relationship. I just talk to them when I'm at work, but after work, I don't want anything to do with them. I don't invite them over. We don't hang out. All these things. It's strictly a one-time, right, one place, one area. They're survival friends. They can only get you so far. They leave when they find something better or another friend or something else they desire. They leave you. And this is huge too: is they don't correct your toxic behaviors. Survival friends see you in your toxic behaviors and they actually don't do anything about it, but they, even more so, they encourage it a lot of times. They push you in that direction. Survival friends are not the ones that are drawing you closer to God. they're actually pushing you farther away. You might not realize it, but you feel distant. You feel like God, I, cu- I come to church but I don't know like I don't know your voice. Everyone says they hear your voice, but I don't know your voice. I feel distant. And then there's those friends that are essential. There's those that push you towards God. They push you towards your purpose of all that God has in store for you. When I'm talking about essential friends, these are the friends and the people in your life that are causing you to draw closer towards God. When you get around these guys, you don't even realize it sometimes, but you naturally find yourself desiring to read the Bible more, to pray, to worship like you've never worshiped before, to intercede for someone like maybe you don't even know, that you begin to intercede, you begin to pray. When you're around people that are essential friends, everything changes. Your walk changes. Your faith begins to get elevated. It begins to increase. You begin to draw near to the Lord, not out of duty, but out of desire. And you find yourself being in this place where they're cultivating something on the inside of you and they're pushing you and motivating you to be all that you can be and to not settle. These are the friends you share about your life. But I wanna clarify this too, is that these essential friends that you have in different seasons of life, they're not the friends too that you share always everything with. Because there's another category that I wanna talk about. And this is the deepest category. This is the category that, you know, I desire for each and every one of us that we would fall into is intimate. There's intimate friends. So you have your family, you have your friends, you have your intimate friends. These are the type of relationships that you know what, when you are stuck when you don't know what's gonna happen next, these are the guys that are talking right into your identity. These are the guys that are with you in the trenches. These are the types of friends that when you know what, when the doctor tells you, hey, you know what, sorry that you got cancer and you only got this time to live, they say, no, my God is bigger, my God is greater than that, than this diagnosis, and he is the master physician. And so no matter what the doctor says, they intercede for you. They say, I don't believe that report. You know what? Thank you for giving that, but it's not gonna influence my God and his decisions. I know who he is. I know he's faithful. I've seen it time and time again. And so these are the friends that are gonna go over and above and beyond for you. These are the guys that you want in your corner when life is beating you down. You want people to remind you that you are not alone, that you are a child of God, that you are a warrior. That God has not abandoned you. That to raise up that spirit, that lion inside of your lungs, to know that this moment, this experience does not define you. This is not who God says you are. It's the intimate group. They fight for you in your ugliest state and your best state. You don't have intimate friends if you don't share with them all that's going on in life in your ugly state. If you only give them certain pieces. You only give them certain things, but the thing that you're really struggling with, you're really battling, you won't tell anyone. Mark 14, verse 32 to 41 is what I would like to read. Because Jesus had his 12 disciples. Then he had his three disciples. Then he had his one. If we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus models for us too, is the breakdown of relationships. You know, with his 12, he had 12 close disciples, um, and they did life together. And then Jesus had the three, had Peter, James, and John, that they were part of a closer bond with Jesus. They received a little bit more, and then you had John the Beloved. But Mark 14, verse 32 to 41, they went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, that the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back again, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping? Rise. Let us go. Right? Jesus says, here comes my betrayer. And so... I want to break this down because, you know, this is a moment where we give, like, the disciples a lot of grief because, you know, they fell asleep. Um, And they're like, how could you do that? You're with Jesus, right? How could you do that? When Jesus said, keep watching, pray, and all this stuff. But I think if we put ourselves in that situation, we'd probably be asleep maybe even sooner than the disciples. I don't know about you, but I think and where we're at right now too is just like I wanna say that I would be the, wanna be there in that moment, but I think it's so cool is that the disciples might get a bad rep for that, but the disciples were there for a reason and a purpose and that they were there. I think there's so many times that even included we can talk about just what God is doing here in our worship nights and we have all these experiences, but you have to show up and be there. You cannot experience, you know, the move of God, you know, like what's happening on a Wednesday night here when you're sitting on your couch eating potato chips. It just doesn't happen. You don't get to experience. You might hear of what God is doing and it might be like, oh, that's good. But when you're in the room, it changes. It's not the same. You feel something different on the inside, something that lasts, something that gets inside of you. And so, you know, Jesus has his disciples that were waiting with him in praying and even though they fell asleep, they were there. They're praying, they're interceding, they were the ones that were close and just like Jesus, we need those intimate friends. So who is around you that has that level of desire that in their heart that they they wanna see you be all that God's called you to be? Who do you have in your life that is pushing you to be all that God's called you to be? I'm talking about people that will sacrifice something in their life to see you get into the promised land. I'm telling you, people that will say, you know what, I'm supposed to go on this trip right now, but I feel the Lord's telling me not to go because I need to take you out for coffee. Or I feel like you should go in my place because you could use this more than I could. I'm telling people that will go other way to do things that seem irrational and illogical, but they're so God ordained. It's a God appointment every time. You need people, not just who tell you what you want to hear, not just who say to you, you know, um, you know I, I think you're perfect. I don't think you need to change when really you're sassy, you're moody, you can't get out of bed and all this stuff. You need someone who tells you, hey, you know what? This can't stay the same because this is not who you are. We might all have those periods, but if we treat all people like that, then we're divided then we're split. So we need people in our life that are gonna tell us and call us out on our, I'm gonna say it, crap. Right? People that are just gonna say it openly and say, hey, just call it what it is. That's your crap right now. What you're going through, hey, this is not who you are. And I wanna remind you of who you are. And I wanna be there to help you out and call you out in moments where I see it. Not calling you out to criticize or to judge, calling you up and calling you higher. There's a difference. It's not calling so you can be like, hey, I'm a better person or I'm a better Christian or all that stuff. It's calling to say, I love you so much, I'm not gonna let you stay here. I will not let you die in this hole, in this trench and bury yourself right here because I care about you too much and God cares even more. So I will not let you stay here. Proverbs 12, 26 says, the godly give good advice to their friends, the wicked lead them astray. Jesus had intimate relationships fighting or fighters in his corner. The person that you spend all your time with, maybe it's even your spouse or your friends, or other family members, those people that you talk to every day, your best friends, the ones you call lifers and all this stuff, they have an impact on what you hear. And when they affect what you hear, they affect your faith. So what are you hearing? What are you listening to? Because faith is contagious. Faith is contagious. I want to wrap up with this. It's Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them, and all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I don't know about you, but when I read that, the Church of Acts This is what got me started on the topic of unity. God said, hey, go here. This is what I want my church to look like. We've made church to be something that it's not. We've made church to be something that we can go one time a week, one time a month, one time a year, and that's okay. The body of Christ and how we are meant to live our lives is modeled in Acts. Is that they did everything together They did light. they broke bread, they shared their faith, they shared stories. Can you imagine if we just constantly were going back and forth about testimonies of what God is doing? One quick story I want to share is that even on our weekend, we had someone who really hurt their knee. They really banged it up outside. We were doing a game and they really were in a lot of pain and it wasn't looking good, and we had to take her to the hospital, and it was a very like moment where we kind of stopped, and we're like, why is this happening? This is not supposed to be summer camp. It's not supposed to happen. Don't worry, we had the paper filled out, but um, we're like, this is not supposed to be happening. This is not how I saw this going, God, but you know, this person was such a fighter and has such a heart that loves the Lord. And she went to the hospital and she came back and we we had her like in a wheelchair and we rolled her into the praise pit and she was at the front and we were worshiping. And then on Friday night, the Lord just told me, throw your notes away. You're not doing that message. And I said, Lord, I prepped it. (laughs) And the Lord just said, toss them. I got, we're going in a different direction. And the band started to play House of Miracles and instantly miracles just rose in the building. Instantly in my spirit, I was like, this is where we're going tonight. And it was, we went through this whole session and right before baptism, we were getting everything ready and someone came and was like, hey, did you hear the news that the air, you know, she was in the wheelchair, but now she's worshiping and she's praising God. She stood up and she was walking. When she was like, like this is it. Like, you know what? I think my summer camp experience is over. She was up and she was worshiping and she was praising. And then at one point we were singing a worship song and she was like bouncing around. And we got video to prove it that like, you know, what God is doing is something miraculous. That in a moment everything can change. That faith is contagious. You wanna know what happens when God's people get together? Miracles break out signs and wonders like you've never seen. See, so if you haven't seen them, then you haven't been together with people that are faith-filled, that are believing, that are seeking more of God. Get around those people and you'll begin to see who God is. Stay where you are, stay content with where you are, and you'll always be wondering, God, where are you? What are you doing? What's my purpose? You begin to find out who you are as you begin to be around other people that are pushing in that same direction. I'm gonna call the worship team back out here because I want to do a song and make a call to everyone today. Because I think our church would begin to explode if we operated like the church in Acts, this place would look differently. We would need to find a new building to do service, a new way to do service. We couldn't stay in this same method and the way that we've always done things because it said the Lord added to their numbers daily. Daily this is happening. Is that he told one person, who told another person, he told another person, have you heard about my Jesus? Come, share, let's join in for a meal. Come over for lunch today. Come to my house, a space that is so intimate and private, but I'm inviting you because I want you to come know my Lord and Savior. I want you to know that God cares about you and you to spread the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's something about an environment, an atmosphere with people who believe. Even when you don't feel it, you can borrow some of their faith. You might not believe for it, but you know, get around me and you know what? I'm gonna believe for you. That you know what there's something on the inside of my spirit that want to connect with your spirit that you're going to get fired up because you're going to be like you know what i thought this before but mitch you just reminded me that my situation is not impossible that we serve the god of the impossible right. so you get around people that are going to push you they're going to encourage you they're going to draw you closer to god and not away from god because there's too many people that will draw you away but there's only a few that will draw you closer find those few. So I wanna end with this. Do you have the type of leader, friend group, family member, fighter, who has enough faith for you to borrow? Do you have that person in your life? Do you have a person in your life that you can go to, not someone who's gonna tell you, you know what, you're good the way you are, but someone who's gonna be honest, someone who's gonna be like, hey, I'm calling you higher. You are more than able. God is in your circumstance and you are not alone, so keep fighting. And don't give up. Don't take no for an answer. Say, my God is more than able. Can everyone stand with me? What I wanna do is, I wanna make a call. And I want you, if you feel this in your spirit today, that you are not content with where you're at in your walk with Jesus. Maybe it's for you you want someone you know, in your life that can really, like I'm talking about, be that friend or those friends to you. You're like, God, I need those people. But for you also too, I want you to, to come down to the front. If you're someone you're like, you know what, God, I'm not where I wanna be. I'm not at that level. I wanna grow closer to you. I wanna experience all that you have for me because I feel like I've been content. I don't feel like I've been united. I don't feel like I've been part of the body of Christ you're like, I'll, I need something to change. If that's you, I want you to come down the front. If that's you saying, you know what, God, uh, I can't stay where I am. I can't stay where I am. Come down. If you don't feel like you've arrived at that place, you know, where you, you are following the, the mold of the disciples of, you know, doing life together and being united, come down, have a moment with God have a moment in his presence. We're gonna sing a song and I just want you while you're here, and if you feel like keep coming down, keep feeling the front, keep feeling the front, but I want you to spend a moment with God in his presence and I want you to surrender and I want, um, just to connect with him, while these lyrics, while they sing them, I want you just to spend some time with God and let go and surrender and let God breathe new life inside of you today. Let him fill you with faith. Let him fill you with hope. Let him fill you with life. God, who are we to deny what you can do? You are so faithful. You are so good, God. I'm gonna go into communion at this time. God, I just thank you for every person here. God, I thank you for your, your body that was broken. For us. God, I thank you that you are the God of the impossible that united we stand, God. United around one spirit, the Holy Spirit. He binds us all together, even though we're all from different walks of life, God. Even though we have different personalities and different stories, God, one spirit brings us together. And we stand on the Holy Spirit. Father, so we're asking for a touch from you right here, right now for each and every person in the sound of my voice, that they would experience your power, your love, your grace, in an inner feeling like never before. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken on the cross because you loved us, that you chose to sacrifice, that God, you would send your one and only son. So God, we thank you. We thank you for your body that was broken. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for the cup. Your blood that was spilled, that washed over us, God. Thank you by your stripes we were healed and set free, that we were delivered. God, that you paid the ultimate price so that we wouldn't have to, that we could choose you, God and experience eternal life, to live with you forever. So I thank you that your blood washes everything clean. No matter what people are going through in this moment, no matter if you walked up to the front and you felt like you just made the biggest mistake of your life, you know, before church or yesterday or this week or whatever it was, God, I thank you that you wiped the slate clean. And I thank you that all things have become new because you're in the situation. You're in their story. You're in the house. You're in the vehicle. You're in the church. God, I thank you that you are filling your people with faith. Faith to believe for the impossible. That you are the God who does miracles. So God, I pray that you would send people around everyone to help boost them in their faith. To increase their faith. God, bring them close and intimate friends for those that have been crying out, people that they can trust, to know that they are for them and not against them. People that will push them towards you and not away. We thank you, Father, for your blood. Amen.
0: Wow, family, that's a hard act to follow. (laughs) I had visions it only takes one drop to take a cup that's full to make it overflowing. So we need to be depositing the power of the Word into our cups so that we are splashing all those around us. We are plugged into His plan and His purpose. He knows where you are. He knows what you've done. I'm so glad he never gives up on us. Every day is a brand new day. We are forgiven. We've just taken the blood. We are forgiven. Now, Windsor Christian Fellowship, you know who you are. God has you here. He has a plan. Not your plan. His plan. You plug into his plan. Doors will open, and you can splash all around and just Share the good news. That's why we're here, to bring heaven to earth. Now, Windsor Christian Fellowship, you have been equipped. Now, go.